some parts of this may be ended up. I try almost saying in the tune of where in the world is Carmen's name. <laughs> Some so of this podcast may be edited out. <laughs> This is the Make America Great Again podcast, produced and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona Wine Monk. In this podcast, we explore wines from all 50 states in the United States of America. Welcome to uh, an episode of season two, number something or other. Something or other. Uh, number less than 15, but more than five of the Make America Great Again podcast. I'm your host, Cody Burkett, CSW. I'm not. He's not. Uh, I've got Gary here, and then, of course, Megan. I don't even know what to introduce myself as anymore, because I feel like Vinny Vitty Drinky is a lie. I guess I am much more so the, what, grumpy, uh, the judgmental graphic designer. Yes. Not grumpy, but judgmental. Judgmental, yes. I've got two new guests on, if you want to introduce yourselves. Hello. Christian. I'm Christian, obviously. Yes. And I am Todd. So what we're focusing on today is a varietal deep dive of Gruner Veltliner, uh, which is one of my favorite grape varietals to say. Veltliner? Veltliner. Veltliner. Gruner is green and Veltliner is whatever Veltliner means. Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the big red wine book will probably tell us. Oh! Which one did that in a bit? Uh, See? Yeah. Say it. It's good. What? Wunderbar. I Sertion. Yes. Apologies. Bless you. <laughs> so, what I have here to start us off with is the number one Care Septina Punctuata Crazy Creatures, Runer Vellinger from Kremstall in Austria. 2017 uh, Runer Vellinger from Kremstall. 12.5% by volume. So this will kind of give us a baseline because this is supposed to be like the ISO standard Gruner Veltliner. It's fucking delicious, I think. I'm biased. Grazie. It's a waste of wine, you ass. It's for the gods. Thank you, good sir. It's for the gods. For the homies. Jesus. It's right there. Several places. So because many people, including many BG Drinky, have been bitching about us not doing toasts first. Ah, yes. Don't forget the eye contact. Yeah. Eye contact or seven years of bad sex, and when you're as celibate as I am, you need all the good luck you can get. (laughs) Quickly cheer me again. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Toast. (laughs) Prost. Which may, I know it was German, but I, I don't know if that's the also the toast in Austria, because Austria has a lot of little quirky linguistic little, differences. Yeah. Slightly different. So, Wine Folly, the master magnum edition Wine Folly guide lists the primary aroma characters of Gruner Vellinger. Is wet limestone? Uh, Flint is one of them. Flint, white pepper, asparagus, pear, and yellow apple. But again, wine is subjective. Immediately wanted to say it's clean. Like I yeah. don't know how yeah. else. Like it's it's a very it's, not it's in a, a clean, clean wine. Not, not mineral. In a, not in a soapy way. I, no, no, not in a soapy way. It's just <laughs> a lemon 
It smells like a good gin and tonic on a hot summer day, almost. It's very refreshing. But if you've yeah. added a lot of extra lemon and lime to yeah. it. After the ice has melted a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's true. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. Todd is onto something. Hmm. Not a fresh pour, like a five minute old good gin and tonic with yeah. extra lemon and lime on a hot summer day. Excellent. Hmm. So this is your first time encountering Gruner Berliner. Yes, it is. So that's uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to Shanghai them into this episode, because you know, it's a grape that doesn't, it isn't exactly on everyone's known list, no. but it's becoming more common, more popular, more in the public consciousness, and, you know, my, my one of my guidelines for, is this wine becoming popular, is, has it appeared in a Trader Joe's? Oh, <laughs> don't base it on that. And it has. I have seen Hungarian Gruner Vettlinger at uh, Trader Joe's, not Austrian. But, uh, the grape is uh, the grape is Urheimat, the use of a German word. Urheimat, uh, for those who aren't linguists or nerdy word nerds, uh, is homeland in German. The grape's Urheimat is in Austria, but it's also being grown in Germany, Hungary, Slovakia, a few other places, and in the U.S. The other two vintages we're going to be exploring is a Gruner Veltliner 100% from Michigan and a Gruner Veltliner blend from uh, the state of Georgia. I is this, is this a blend? No. It is not 100%. Okay. Oh, okay. This one is, right? Yes. This is, yeah. This the first two oh, are 100%. Oh, 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 oh okay. That's what I was asking. I thought this was a blend. So this is not a blend. This is 100%. No, this is 100%. This is one that was labeled as a Gruner yesterday. Well, I was yeah. at, so we might have fucked up. Oh. Eh, well, well, but the point is, this has Gruner in the blend, so All right. it's fucking good enough. Wait, this one? No. The, okay. The Republic of like, which one are we talking Dan, about? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> so confused. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. This one here, the Zusabagenischmulsen. Okay. Yes. I'm sure that's exactly how that's... That's probably like pretty close. That's fucking close enough. Yeah. Close enough for... Government work. Yes. yes. Despite all the flack that I was given for probably not liking this before we even got to this point, said. there's. Megan definitely said that. No. I, I find nothing offensive like in this. I'm not normally a wet mind guy, but its lack of assertion means I would <gasps> I gladly right. drink more of this. I was right. A lot more of this. Right. I just want to say that now. Can you say that louder, Megan, so we can so hear right. you? It was so the, the right is so. Who good said right that now? you would like this? I don't know. I did. <laughs> or at least I thought so. I don't know if I actually said it out loud. I had maybe should. I don't know, but you are the only one who's found white wine. Yeah, we can find white Yay! So, maybe I kind of know you very well wine. may have. <laughs> Party. If we can find this at Trader Joe's, I'm just saying. No. Oh. <laughs> this bottle, no. This, one, this stuff is so fucking good, though. So, yeah, the Crazy Creatures <laughs> is pretty awesome. I Who's love it. Labels? Tell me about it. I, I love the label. It. I fucking love this label so much. So Why? it takes, okay. Now, there's a little personal part of me that's not okay because I don't like bugs, granted how much I save them. However, I don't like this. She really doesn't like <laughs> bugs. I don't like bugs, but I'll save them because I don't want them to it's suffer. Better. Whatever. However, it's a ladybug that's got fucking crab pincers, which is terrifying. So this is a terrifying creature. However, on a creative level, I fucking love this label so much. And they also made the outside look like it's a stamp. Yes, I was just going to say Which that. I like the label looks like it's, a stamp. It's separated, so the, there's the bug on his own with his fucking crate. Oh my god, he's separated. <laughs> so, okay. So he's actually, feel him. He's separated from the the label itself. So he's almost like a sticker, but I'm oh, guessing. Oh, 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 oh. So, well, it's like, it's written. I, I didn't know if the, okay, yeah. 
No, he's different. He's the, the ladybug is like raised a bit, yeah. essentially. Oh. So. oh my god! And even on the other side, look, they have the other creatures. Ah! Some of the other ones. Oh my goodness! Like, yeah. Okay, I fucking love this label. It makes me happy. They're creepy. They're creepy creatures. Oh my god! The, creepy the, 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 See that? The, the, I they're love that. They they have a like on the back. They have the other. Uh, there's the other, other ones. There's but other ones. They have the other crazy people. creatures, and one of them is a bumblebee with octopus legs, and it's just magical. I know. Oh yeah, my god. The, the creative level of this label makes me. I want. I want. I'm gonna need you to go ahead and make me a bumblebee with octopus legs. So you just. Oh, okay. Get right on that. You just get right on that. No. Megan hates bugs so much that I took her uh, entomology. 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 I think it's a. I took her entomology course for her in college. She was like, hey, Christian, will you take my bug class? I sure will. You will get an A. And then I learned about the mole crickets and I wanted to die. The people who can't tell the difference between entomology and etymology bug me in ways that I can't describe the word. I know that, but I, I had a moment of horror, like, oh god, did I just fuck I, it up? I, I, like, I, I don't think so. Like, I need, I just want a print of that. Like, I'm I pretty like sure that's, I feel like they must switch the bottles around, because I feel like I've seen that one on the bottles at Up the Creek. Huh. Well, there's a couple of different vintages. Well, from, I okay. think a couple different parts of oh. Austria. Maybe that's what it is then, because I feel like at Up the Creek, they must have a different one, because I don't feel like I've seen the ladybug with fucking, you know, crab claws on it before. Also, one of the coolest thing I think about Austrian wines is that 90% of them, you're blending it with Albarino? Oh! I'm He's dumping like, it because I have to drive. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Mom, I'm sorry. Great example for the public record, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do what Gary does, not what I do. Yeah, exactly. Apparently. But I'm also just horrified that he poured this Austrian Gruner Veltliner in this beautiful bottle, or in this beautiful glass of Albarino. Well, let's see if it's a good blend. He's a winemaker, for fuck's sake. Maybe he knows what he's doing. We'll see after I've dumped the rest of them into the glass. <laughs> oh, God. Hold on. You, will, you will dump the rest of it in my glass, is how it should be. And I will I drink it. That happen. And then the I will I will drink I'm your curious leftover. About this too, actually. That's actually fun. Okay, what was this a mix of again? So Albarino and Gruner Vellinger. Okay, I'm okay with that mix as a Gruner. Yeah, theoretically on paper it just works, but they're from completely opposite sides of the The nose is a little weird. Describe. I it, I mean, this is gonna be stupid, but it, I mean, obviously, especially for people that are listening, but I'm like, it does actually smell like both now. Like, it just, I don't know. They're, they're, they didn't uh, blend, it's like they're both it didn't, Yeah, it's like glass. it didn't blend together and make a different smell. It's like, I smell one and the other next to each other. Like, we're in the same room. So it's kind of disjointed. I mean, granted, that hasn't had yeah. a lot of time to, like, get to know itself. Yeah, okay, but... So it's like you sitting in the corner of this group of people. Right. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the least antisocial, or I'm lesser antisocial than normal? Cool. Well, you've also had more to drink. True. Not than normal. Are you handing this back? Try it. Oh. I don't know. So I'm going to try this Albarino. I have a glass of it sitting over here on my... I don't know how I... Okay, so what is this mixed with again? Sorry, it's the... Uh, it's the Albarino. Albarino is... And that's the one that we had... Uh, okay, so... Yeah, that was the one see, that I and that's the one... It actually... One. See, that's that what I smell more strongly one. on yeah. the note. I smell... The, I'm sorry, I'm not a super wino. Um, but I smell the... the I need a shirt that has... Super wino. Super wino. <laughs> I'm like, 
but that's, that I, I smelled that one way more it's predominantly than I thought it would be. So, yeah. No, and I did too. I smell the fruit. It's like everywhere it's very like, I don't know, is what I would describe as the previous one. And that's what I smell more than anything. It just has a little more of a funk. I feel like. Yeah, like it, it did. No, it, it did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You good. still want Gochi? The Gruner, by the way, has opened up a little bit. I'm getting some uh, white flower character. <laughs> but yeah, it gained a funk on the nose. It's still fruit forward that you're getting from the uh, the Albarino. So, but the finish is completely different. I it think is. that's that the finish is completely different. That's yeah, what it changes. Really being it is like the two of them. Yeah. So, but I don't hate it. Where it's, I, it's uh, yeah no I was gonna say I don't hate it. It's fine. It's not. That's yeah. interesting. It's in, yeah, yeah, it's different. It's See, interesting. this it's not... this mix I would pair goat cheese with. I would not have goat cheese mm. with that, that first one. Uh, like for some reason, like, too much like salt and blanc for me. So I just <sighs> and I have no apologies about that. Oh, what? There's a floaty. Well, floaties happen. It's true. I saw them too. We're all friends here. <laughs> <laughs> so next up is the goat cheese with that. Right? A sweet goat cheese. The handwriting is hard to read okay. on the ball. I have yeah, fig. Uh, Honey, blueberry. Now we have your spy name. <laughs> Where in the world is Megan Gruner? It Sweet. almost worked, but we need like a little, a few more syllables. Megan Beltliner. Yeah. Gruner. Where in the, the world, world is Megan Beltliner? Gruner. Almost. This is good. This is good. This needs to happen. So I actually have a tech sheet for this one. Fancy. That doesn't really I'll read it, but someone else has to read the, the book. Uh, I don't want to. I'll read. I like reading. Okay. I'll, I'll give it to her. She'll do it. So yeah. we'll do that after uh, we've, we've tasted this guy. So before I, I pour this for everybody, I'm going to read the text sheet. Okay. Bring it. Uh, in Byzantine chat. Oh, okay, good. Our Bruno Vellina grapes are single vineyard source from our LFC farms and Lawton where grapes are hand harvested at two separate pickings in the early morning hours. Stop making fun of me. <laughs> so the fruit is cool when it reaches the winery. It is then gently pressed without crushing to avoid any harsh distractions. Speaking Sorry. of harsh distractions. Of... <laughs> Whatever, I have to work oh. at the same time. It's not my fault, you know this. After cold settling, the juice was right directly to a temperature control tank for primary fermentation, where the wine undergoes a long, cool fermentation, which is at 58 to 62 degrees Fahrenheit. This process extends the fermentation, which contributes to the wonderful aromatic character and natural acidity of the wine. Once the two separate pickings were complete with fermentation, they were blended to accent the grassiness of the early picking and the tropical aromas of the second picking. To best showcase, this vibrant fruit, this wine saw no okra malolactic fermentation. Uh, um, okay, thank you. I'm gonna go with so, Ahmed. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, so 12% alcohol, Lake Michigan Shore, AVA. 
8.4 grams per liter. For acid, pH is 3.1. Residual sugar, 0.1%. Retail value of this bottle was $19.99. Um, and 648 cases. Hmm. Holy shit. Damn. All right. Uh, I'm not going to uh, read any more of the tasting news because that's what we're fucking doing. If you'd ever give us the goddamn wine. No, we're not going to work on it, you asshole. 20, 20, oh, 12, 12. You know what, ladies first. Oh, yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you, good sir. coming, right? Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, I was gonna call him on it if he didn't. Oh, shit! <laughs> thank you, sir. You're welcome. This is also citrusy, but there's like a... Wildly different on the nose. Oh, yeah, this has got a more spicy, grassy character. And a different sort of stone, as opposed to like limestone on the last one, which by the way, I was agreeing with you on, on limestone rather than flint. This is flint. That first one smelled like a flower growing in somebody's front lawn. This smells like a fucking garden. Ooh. Uh, this one, I Dandelions. think- Dandelions. Dandelions. Yeah. An, a not well kept garden. Hey, I like dandelions. But you don't normally keep them, they just happen. But you should. It was but an insulting. There are some weeds that are beautiful. Yeah. Obviously. Aww. And you keep them. <laughs> they can't see me on the podcast. For the record, also, this guy got 96 points, double gold at the San Francisco International Wine Ooh. Competition, and was a Jefferson Cup and uh, where, winner. Where was this one from again? Michigan. I could okay. drink a lot more of this one than the first one. It smells <laughs> kind of orangey to me. I don't know if anybody's getting. I get definite citrus peel. Oh, well, yes. I got citrus, yes. but like the lemon lime citrus, but then right after that, I got an orange note. And a little bit of like Buddhist. That's the sweetness. Like, exactly. yeah. citrus. Mm-hmm. What are you guys tasting? It's getting that sweetness from the orange peel, like she's saying, more specifically. The lemon and lime's there, but the sweet that comes through that the other one was missing is because of that orange. This one's got a little bit bigger taste profile, it too. A little bit. And I feel like the other one was a little bit more subtle. Yeah. yeah this one's definitely more emphatic. Yeah. It's like LaCroix versus another sparkling soda. Honestly, I think Dandelion like, nails it, though. Like, the more, I, the yeah. more I'm like, no, that's... Definitely Dandelion on the nose. Yeah. LaCroix versus an actual piece of fruit, maybe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of shouting the name of the fruit in the other room, you're actually shouting it in the same room. Yes. <laughs> hmm. Which is not to say that the last one was bad. It's no. Just, this one is definitely... a wonderful wine. So this is better. That's good. I wouldn't say I think, better. I just think yeah, they're different. Different. This yeah, is more of an afternoon when it's hot as balls. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Like, this is a refreshing one. Really this is cold. Yeah. yeah the acidity and, also is really nice. And the first yes. one was more of a food wine. Like, you want to Yeah, I was going to say, your first course that one, this one stands up on its own two legs. This one you can drink alone, the other one should have food. Should be paired with something. I don't... Okay, what do you think would you pair with that first one? Oh, that first one? Uh, uh, Well, and I mean, honestly, a sweeter goat cheese. Uh, like a honey goat cheese or a blueberry goat cheese or something. I'm Maybe on the salad. That was the blend. Yeah. On that, the salad. that was the unintentional blend. Oh, no, that was the unintentional blend. Oh my God, but no, Hold still. On, like, oh, Gary's sorry. talking. Sorry, sorry. Salad. God, I feel so self-conscious now. <laughs> Absolutely the first one. Salad, goat cheese, blackberries, strawberries, mandarin oranges, some crispy bits thrown on there for good measure. Maybe even Very some edible flowers. Absolutely, very yeah. acidic dressing, but very light on the dressing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Whereas this outside. one, I would just pair with an afternoon in a rocking chair. Yeah. It's softer. Maybe a lighter body mm-hmm. cigar, yeah. too. Connecticut. If you yeah. wanted to. Yeah, Connecticut. Yeah, but I still, even the first one, I would pair it with a sweeter goat cheese. Like, I liked it, like, whether it was mixed or not, like... Uh, by the way, shout out to the Michigan Wine Collaborative and Wine Studio for this wine. I was part of this wine studio group with uh, the Michigan Wine Collaborative, the big uh, person involved in the Michigan Wine Collective in terms of social media is Emmy Beth. Hopefully you hear this. Hi. If not, then, uh, well, there's no point in saying anything if you don't listen to it, so. I mean, it's I hope to meet shot. you one day. You sound great. Yeah. <laughs> She she's definitely got a, a really really good gift meme game. <laughs> I that would be important to you. Well, yeah, it was kind of cool when we were all talking on Twitter, and she was just like rocking the gifts. So it was pretty pretty mm-hmm. legit. Legit. I'm gonna pull Gruner Ventlinger out of uh, the big giant red wine book, which is technically uh, Jensen's Robinson and Julia Harding and Jose Villamos. Work together on this, trying to find Gruner Van Liner. Christine. Christian. Christian. I don't know why I keep wanting to call you Christine. Bar Wench. Bar Wench. What? said Bar Wench. Bar Wench? Okay, Bar Wench. Please go with that. That'll be great. If you could read the entry for Gruner Vetliner. Mm, wait, give it. Which part do you? Yeah, which part? Parts, the the uh, origins and origin, oh, or, origins, I and heritage, origins, the cultural characteristics, or where it's grown and what it's wine. Uh, the first two. We'll, we'll that one is just so, kind of scroll through if if there's something that seems. Stupid. And if there's something that's really cool in that third section, yeah. you can read about that. Grunier Veltliner. I want to make sure that I say it right. Okay. Yeah. The earliest mention of Grunier Veltliner dates back to the 18th century. Despite its name, Grunier Veltliner has no link with Valtellina. Sorry if I mispronounced stuff. Recent DNA profiling unexpectedly uncovered the parentage of Grunier Veltliner. It is a natural cross between Traminier. I think it's, is it Traminier or is it Traminer? Traminer. Oh, it is okay, Traminer. I, I, I wanted to make it French. Yeah, yeah no. Traminer, I heard it. And <laughs> very likely an obscure vine found in St. Georgian M. Woo! Leithyberge. Bless you. Near Eisentat. This old vine has a unique DNA profile and is currently the only known survivor of this variety. It used to be called Grun Muscatelier. Oh, Grun Muscatelier. Oh, okay. Grun Muscatelier in St. Georgian. But in order to avoid confusion with the heterogeneous group referred to as Muscat, it was simply named St. Georgianier. Georgianer? I keep wanting to make it like A. Yeah. Georgianer? Georgianier? Either one. Georgianair. Roll with it. Georgianair. Yeah, it's yes. like either one. Uh, yes. The vine attacked by vandals in February 2011, and now a protected natural monument is currently being propagated, and the first wine is expected to be made in a few years. That would be fun. That's actually really cool. Going further back up the family tree, Gun- <laughs> sorry, Grunier Veltliner is either a grandchild or a half-sibling of Pinot because <laughs> Savagnin... Yeah. And Pinot have a parent-offspring relationship. Given its parentage, Grunier Veltliner does not belong to the Veltliner family, which includes 
R- uh, rotor. 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 That linear. Fr- oh. Ooh, fru sure. rotor. Rotor. That linear. New burger. Or and I want. <laughs> and. Rotgipfler. Yeah, that sounds. That sounds. Yeah. Rotgipfler, probably. Yeah. Even if it's half sibling of Rotgipfler, uh, DNA profiling has shown that, contrary to common belief, Grerveltliner is not a distinct variety, but just a color mutation of Grunierveltliner with grayish berries. Uh, orange wine. Yeah. So viticultural characteristics, very fruitful with small greenish yellow berries, susceptible to downy and powdery mildews and to grape rust mite. Mid ripening, but too late <clears throat> for much of Northern Europe. So wait, mm-hmm. it'd be going awesome for here then. Yeah. Two, two comments on that. What, the, what is a grape rust mite? Um, I don't have my Bible of wine diseases on me, so I can't look it up. Uh, but what it's the a, fuck is wrong with you? It's a mite mm, that of fucks up grapes. It fucks up grapes. <laughs> and your second comment, why would it be a good grape for here in Arizona? If it's susceptible to downy and powdery, those are very much East Coast diseases, and we very much don't have those out here. Okay. So uh, it sure. is a grape that would be tricky to grow in a lot of climates, but could do potentially well here. Although, I'm not sure what latitude this usually grows at, so it say, might be a little this, too hot. I was going to say, it probably wants colder climate. Now, that being said, I do know uh, Rick Sklosden in Delgado Springs in Paulden has, I think, four Gruner Villiner vines that he's testing. Cool. Oh, shit. I'm excited That's to see how that goes. Fun. And he just planted a bunch of Riesling with Vitstraminer two years ago, so I think he's getting his first harvest this year. Damn. Maybe. That would be fun. Good for Vitstraminer. Another fun group to say. Hmm. So many of these German varietals are so fun to say. Mm-hmm. Unless you have uh, any cool Germany. other things that you want to add on the uh, uh, other section? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm uh, looking through. So where it's grown and, and what its wine tastes like. So. It's a, so it says here, plantings of Grunier-Veltliner in France are far strictly experimental, but Italy has one small area where the variety grows. <laughs> Virtually any vine called Veltliner, high up in the Vale Isarco of the Alto Adige. Adige? Adige. I thought it was Adige. Adige, yeah, was sorry. Adige. Alto Adige. Yeah. In the far north of the country is Grunier-Veltliner. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, which has all but completely replaced the unrelated Furotar. Veltliner there. <laughs> huh. <laughs> um, I feel like I vaguely remember that. Yeah. I'm studying for uh, the SWs that they were... Because I feel like I remember there being some Italian varietals, or not, a German... Varietals grown in... German and Austrian. Yeah, and then it goes, I mean, it goes into there. here about, like, it, Austria, so... Yeah. It is Austria that is inextricably uh, associated with Grunerveltliner. Uh, yeah. So it is the country's most widely planted variety, occupying 17,034... So, uh, uh, say, say it again? It's called hectares. Oh, hectares. And so, 42,092 acres, almost one-third of the total vineyard area. Wow. It is most at home and produces many of its best wines along the Donau. Oh, no, it's uh, Danube. Danube. Yeah. Where the vine lap up heat, uh, lap up the heat 
funneled. funneled west along the valley from the Pannonian Plain, where there are also substantial plantings for the northern half of Austria's wine-growing region. And then also that plain extends in Hungary, and it's probably going to mention Hungary. Yeah, yeah, yep. So, well, or wait, no, maybe, uh, there, uh, do, 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 but there are also substantial plantings throughout the northern half of Austria's wine-growing region, notably in the Weiner Wertel, north of the river, but also in Bergenland, particularly in Neusiedlisee, I feel like, is that what it's pronounced? yeah, I'm looking at the wrong one, I can't. Where are you pointing? Neuseelandse Jugendland. Damn, yeah. So yeah. that, bless you. <laughs> Sorry, it took like multiple years of German. Yes, uh, the two main wine regions around the lake of the same name. Anyways, Ooh. yeah. Oh, that's fun. Does it say anything there about growing in America? Uh, not that I'm seeing, no. Um... Uh, let's see. Long history across the border in the Czech Republic. Oh, wait. Hold on. Uh, California. Oh, there we go. Uh, this internationally flat, fashionable variety is beginning to be planted in the U.S. with Oregon and then California leading the way. So far on a modest scale, Grunier Vetliner is also found to a very limited extent in Washington State and British Columbia, Western Canada. So that makes no mention of either... Georgia or Michigan. Well, no. Where we're <laughs> drinking this last one, well, the last two from. Right. Hmm. Uh, I have had a California Gruner in a can. Uh, it was called Hans Gruner, and I had a picture of uh, Hans Gruber as he was like about to fall off the tower and die hard sketched on the cover, so I got it just purely for the can label. Worth it. Because I thought that was fantastic. I know I was supposed to drink it with you, but I didn't. Oh. <laughs> Um, because I couldn't get the cork back in the can. <laughs> we tried very hard. Pretty much. Now I wanted something to drink that uh, would be interesting, but not so interesting that I have to think deeply about. I guess. And it was okay, but it may have been just in the can too long. So last but not least, goes the weasel. <laughs> Crane Creek Vineyards. This is uh. Somewhere in Georgia. Uh, Young Harris, Georgia, which I have no idea what part of Georgia that is. I'm going to guess it's northern Georgia because I know where this was purchased from. Yeah. Uh, which was it from the vineyard itself? or? I believe so. And the family house that they were visiting is in southern North Carolina, right along the Georgia border. So I'm guessing it's like right there. So my, my, I don't know if that would be part of one of the two AVAs in Georgia or not. No idea. Um, and I don't feel like digging into that information right now because I'm lazy. Uh, so this is the 20... Very, very, 16, very uh, 2016 the population of Zusama Genoschmutz. Last census. Uh, also yes. known as Zusa for short, uh, comes from the German word for blended, com- almost said confused, uh, <laughs> combined, uh, blended, fused, combined. Confirmed by looking, the way. Why'd you look? North Georgia border. So yeah, North Georgia border. <laughs> Population of 604 after joking. the last census. Uh, in all of North Georgia? No, 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 this town. Yes, there we go. That one? 
No, Young Harris. Wait, Young one. Harris. Six How the fuck did you know that? Yeah. Internet's that amazing. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. So you just looked it up while I wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised there. Oh. No, I made that up too. I'm from Arizona. <laughs> God damn it, you asshole. Stop your shit. This is my family's wine. It's the only reason I'm here today. <laughs> so this is not a full Gruner Ventlinger. Okay. Because I, I fucked up. Don't move your glass for the love of God. If you do, I will cry. You will what? Pour more wine on the floor? Yes. Do you see how much she was judging that? She is really judging. Look. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's like, I know. Oh wait, sorry. Uh, Grunier Veltliner. What else? What is it? Like Blended with? Uh, Riesling and Tremignet. Sure, ah. There is a fair bit of Tremignet grown in Germany. Um, I don't think we've covered Tremignet in this podcast yet. Oh, we totally should. Oh. We need to. I know I've got some Tremignet. Some. Uh, yeah, I've got the. Is Tremignet similar to Riesling? Just I'm not because it's not one that I'm familiar with. You've got the book in your lap. You oh, look it up. Judging. Gonna look it up. It's a very East Coast thing. What is? <laughs> I smell that. This twelve. No, I, I something I smell. What'd you smell? Cabbage. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like sauerkraut cabbage. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like the wine from the. I just what yeah, you are you Camper, uh, so it's a very, yeah, it's very red Oh, yeah, the, the, the Rio Claro White Thanks, or something. Yes, thank you. that one. It's very, very red. Yeah. I think I haven't had a little bit. bit. No, not red yet. Chardonnay in it. I think so. Um, I know I've got a New Zealand tre- a New Jersey Tremignet in my stash. For a future episode, I feel like I've got another Tremignet blend in there somewhere. I can probably so get you from it. Tr E V, not too far. No, I think it's Tr R A. It's Tr R. It's you know, Tr A. Yes. Yeah. Tr A. We're almost back to Tr B. Oh. Tr B. Who the fuck even Tremignet. pronounces things like that? Turb. Turb. I'm Ugh. guessing that that's Serbian. I just whatever. Because yeah. Serbia does... Different parts of glass, and down here is the primary notes, 
up here is the secondary as I'm pointing I, to I was my glass. Say, I was, I For all not... the people that are listening, listening to this podcast. Listening. I do not get the cinnamon twist wave. At the top? There. I get it right there, yeah. Here. Yeah. Like that's There's where I get the cinnamony notes. There's I get more citrusy notes I get from the top. Way up here. Oh. I get it from the like but this, it's less at the top. I completely lose Do I still have that glass? Else. Where did I set that glass? I don't know. Your weird tasting glass? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I remember moving it in when you moved down here. But. Yeah, I know it's in the apartment somehow. And I know I washed it and cleaned it. But the question is, A, is am I ambitious enough to get out of my chair? No. No. Okay. That sounds like a lot of effort. Agreed. Yeah. So I don't know the percentages on this blend. I could not find it online. Lisa, I know, sent me a picture of the menu, but I don't know if I still have it. It is acidic. It's a, it comes through as a metallic tanginess to it, though. Mm-hmm. It's acidic, but it doesn't taste like that's attributed to the citrus. It's, it's metallic. Yeah, it's it stays sweet. very clean. Yeah. It's like, like all the way through too. It's not. Yeah. But the penny goes away when I'm done. I yeah. Get like a green apple. Thing. Tickles the green apple pennies. I like it. Yeah. Uh, sauerkraut and allspice. I don't get sauerkraut, but I can't really say I've had like. Well, it's cabbagey, but it's not like cabbagey. Not that I was gonna say like I well, and I used to almost like glass, right? If I were to just wrap some cabbage up and slap some olive oil or butter in there and roast it like that's okay. I don't know, like roasted cabbage yeah you're right it's like, not quite sauerkraut because sauerkraut, sa- yeah. sauerkraut is fermented that would imply that this has undergone like a, a TA fermentation yeah. with a seed of yeah, yeah I don't I don't get sauerkraut but yeah, yeah no but I do but get like a roasted the, cabbage almost it's, the, the cabbage that I eat is 100% sauerkraut I do not eat any other form of cabbage <laughs> but so, I like yeah. hmm. that's why that was the first association that popped in my head I can't smell anything other than cinnamon as it opens up. I even taste it too. Yeah. And the more I'm drinking it, the more I taste the cinnamon. Also, kind of like green apple coated with cinnamon, like yeah. a roasted green apple that. Like, apple I want to soak apple apples in this for a pie. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Right. Damn. I have a pie plate the opposite direction. Yes. I, I want to eat some savory vegetables right now. Like, I want some squash sautéed in yeah. butter with onions. Garlic, salt, and pepper. That Water butternutty squash thing that you made one of the last times I was over there. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, I wish I was eating squash. a Sorry. plate of sautéed squash that I, I literally like butter okay. cabbage. That I literally ate out like, of the squash because I thought that's what we were supposed to do. Like, oh, that, that, and it worked oh, really well. It did work well. And I thought, oh, cool. It's like an instant bowl. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely get style points for that. Yeah. Um, and that was it as well. So. Yeah, and that's what I would pair with this. Tell us a little bit about that recipe. Um, what do you remember? Uh, it was roasted tomatoes with balsamic vinegar, oil, garlic, and some sausage, and then served over a spaghetti squash. But it wasn't. Sausage. It was the the fake sausage. Right? Yeah, they're Beyond sausages, yeah, which the... are not as good as the Beyond burgers. Yeah. Well, yeah. Huh. But it was still pretty good for not actual meat. Yeah. Can you properly and... saute those? How do they respond? Uh, not well. <laughs> it was an right. experiment, and I don't plan on repeating that experiment. I will stick with real sausage. But that's why we do it. Exactly. So, and I have to ask, too, because I feel like it makes a big difference with the balsamic. You said, uh, like, how aged? Uh, or was it aged at all, or was it just your general, just, you know, off-the-shelf in the grocery store balsamic? It's which the is balsamic like... syrup. Oh, okay. See, Spanish, that meant, okay. Which is yes. No, so and that does, like it makes a big difference. Yes, which is still amazing. Flavor. Like, honestly, it's just as good. Yeah, that's how absolutely. I make my 
any bruschetta that I make. Like, it's, Ooh. that's what I, oh man, it's good. There's also some mint lurking in here, too. I could see it. Uh, yes. I might get that on the finish. Fresh. But... Smell it off, like, one nostril on the side. <laughs> yes. No, like, not candied at all. Like, like you just... Like, you just yes. got yeah. pulled That's scary, like a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> and what's left? Like, I'm gonna be a pompous asshole and smell only my left nostril. Mm-hmm. It's the only nostril that really understands what's going on. <laughs> I use my left nostril mm. for white wine and my right nostril for red. Oh! George, George. Right right. wines and sparklings, I use both. <laughs> mm, quite. <laughs> right, actually. Yeah, you gotta say it. Ah, uh, yes, I have brown Quite. Marish, much better. Marish, of us that are here. I would have gone with the Marishon. Yeah, but that was harder to reach. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for those of you who are listening and have no idea what's happened, I just took one of my pipes and put it in my mouth and proceeded to look like a pompous asshole. It was wonderful. I don't know if it's worth noting right now, but uh, I get more green apple first water than it is. So, but nice. Because, yeah. Pop is this your grape? first time on a podcast? Yes, it is. Congratulations, we popped your podcast cherry. Ooh. Ooh. Pop my grape, if you will. Uh, Father, three times over. Thank you very much. <laughs> see, I'm so I'm, sorry. <laughs> see, I'm really great at the dad jokes, but the problem is since I have no children, it really makes me a faux pas. Uh, uh, I got you. <laughs> this is more than just a friendship that's developing. <laughs> oh, no. It's a bro-ship. Oh, a, no. There's a kindred nature. <laughs> it's true. I did it too. Should we leave you here? What? <laughs> Stay here. Gary's like, if I will take the ladies. I will take the ladies. If you will have me. <laughs> You're not nearly as pretty as the other three people in this room. Out of these three, which one did you guys like the best? And which one was your least favorite? Ooh. I think I would have to go with the first one. For your least favorite. Oh, favorite. favorite. Okay. And this one is my least favorite. Okay. I would have almost come up. So the first one was uh, least favorite. Least intriguing. I would drink all three of these okay. over and over. Yeah, three. none of these, by this the way, is... we don't not like any of these yeah. three. Yeah, and, and I'm not As evidenced by the fact that we uh... lost track of what we were doing. <laughs> I saw her making hand motions. I was like, don't talk to me. I don't oh. remember. No, I'm not normally white wine. Like I said, I drink all three of these again. The first one was the least intriguing to me. Yay. These last two, I appreciate the uh, appreciate the standalone nature of the second one and the incredible desire for a cigar that it gave me. So I'm going to go with that. Okay. Number two was my favorite. Okay. I, uh, it's a good solve number two. Like, like genu- genuinely, though, it would absolutely depend on the situation. Okay. Like, if we're talking about food pairings... Like one and three. Okay. Absolutely. I feel like yeah. those two have to be paired with food, and I can, you know, I would enjoy finding the best foods to pair them with. If I am sitting outside, sweating my ass off on a hot <laughs> summer day, I would drink number two. What did I say? Oh shit. One and three. Sorry. What did I say? One and three. I want to pair he with said foods. One and three. So you went with that. Okay, thank you. One and three, I want to play with foods. Two, I would just sit outside and have a drink. Okay. Like, that is, so it, it depends on, like, situational for me. I, I feel like number one would also pair really kind of well with sushi. Some sushis. Some sushis, yeah, I could like see that. Like a salmon or tuna Actually, sushi. Uh, maybe, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But not shrimp. No, no, no. Not a shrimp of No. Not a cooked sushi. No, but I did, one and three to me have to be paired with food. Yeah. Number two, I would just... Yeah, number two is great on its own. I it's can see why it's amazing on its own. Ab- yeah, no, it's really good. I love. So I guess if I had to choose a favorite, it would be number two if we weren't considering. Oh, what would you pay? For the record, at some point, I am planning on doing a a, uh, a points cast and talking about why I think the point system is shit. Where everything's made up and the points don't matter. Yes. yes! <laughs> exactly. Yes. Whose line is it anyway? <laughs> Megan, how about you? I, I, my opinion doesn't matter. Yes, it does. It does. Shut the. No, shut it doesn't. It does. Quickly pour her three more glasses. Don't matter. Your well, opinion. Well, I know does. that, but my point, my opinion, because I can't remember the difference between anything because I've been drinking all fucking day. <laughs> so all I know is that the third one, I like this one. I don't fucking remember the second one at all. Uh, the first one, I only remember because I know I've had it before and I know I like that one. So that's why my opinion is perfect. But for what it's worth, somebody that hears this podcast is going to relate heavily to that opinion. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know how many people have had the first one beforehand. Probably not too many. I'm just lucky because I live in a weird area of fucking Cornville, Arizona, where there happens to be a pretty epic fucking wine bar, and they have some weird shit. So that's the only reason that I know the first one. I've had that one. I've ordered that one on a fair amount of occasions because I know I like it. I will judge everything on their labels. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. We didn't talk about that. That's pretty soon. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't. Well, because the Whoops. first label, like, so... That's the, on, and that's I... the thing, too. This it, label... The other two were overshadowed by the label of the first because one. That is so well done. Here's so well done. So well done. This is the second one? Number three. No, that's number two. That's number two. Where's number fucking three? Oh, there it is. Number fucking three. Um, okay, number two is boring. However, I appreciate that they did something different. It's thin. Like, that's not a full label at all in any way, shape, form, front it's or back. It's thin and it's vertical. It's not horizontal yeah. like most yeah, the labels it's, are. It's weird. It matches like, the shape is, of the bottle. Yeah. Yeah, it ma- it, yeah, no, it's very different. I like the font. That's a, the whatever, Brick. I can't read it, but the font's cool. Bergani? Bergani. There's two eyes in there. I don't know what it says. But I like that font. I like all the fonts that they use. It's not an exciting label by any means. Nimi? Braganimi. Braganimi. So it's Braganimi or me? Braganimi. Right? Braganimi. Yeah. Braganimi. No, I'm. I'm on. If this were placed, if this were placed next to that. To, to well, obviously, this wins. I this 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 label isn't going to catch my eye, no. and I'm very big on looking at no. labels when I look for wines. Okay. Like it's so okay. But if this was placed among other random white wines, this would probably win because yes. it is still unique. Yes, not you. Un- now, if you place nothing but Grunewaldliner next to each other, then yeah, that one's going to win because it's it's got a fucking ladybug with fucking claws on it. Lobster. That's claws. cool as shit. But Rock. this label is still Lobster. different. Yeah. The fonts are fine. Everything lines up. I'm good with it. Oh, it does say Italian. Honestly, it depends on how it's displayed, too. So, I mean, it, it how they display the wine on the shelf. I just wish but it were a magnum but... size. Yeah. Yes. His magnum hock bottles are the most ridiculous and amazing thing in the world. You should ah, do yeah. one or two of your Amber Malvasia magnum hock bottles. If I can find them, I totally will. Because <laughs> I just want to make people's lives inconvenient. Oh, wait. 
but it says it in in Burgundy. I can understand. Okay, that. you can see it in this one. Oh, Braganini, yeah. I Braganini. think she can relate. Yeah, Braganini. <laughs> so that one's a two. And then label number three. This is the most... Well, okay, hold on. Create your own label, label. I like number three better than number two. I'm a sucker for neon green on matte black. Yeah, I am oh, just too. that's that's yeah. what immediately caught my eye was the neon green. I am green. too, and this one is still thinner than the traditional label, so there's something different. But there's so much. Okay, I love open space, but this almost has too much. I agree. It, it is very. It's there's it's almost it's almost it's a it's a black fucking label which. The paper on it is beautiful. Yeah, paper is. <laughs> Just gonna say. <laughs> the paper's beautiful, and there is the neon green, which is fucking cool. And the fonts are, are lovely. I appreciate that, and it's got the little flare on it and whatever. But it, it you, honestly, if you're walking past this, this is not gonna jump out because the majority of it is a black label. It's not exciting. But see, that's what I like about it, though. Coming from a consumer standpoint and not from a designer standpoint, that, like, that bright green... Where it says Zusa. Because I, I get it. Like, the yeah. entire thing... It's that solid black, right? Because it's, like, I mean, the the name of the wine here is very small at the bottom. Or, right. you know, it's and bigger than everything a else. A little but... tiny bit. It is majority of this label is black. But I am going to immediately see that neon green at the bottom. That's the first thing I'm going to look at. Yeah. Again, if I were to have these two side by side, I'm going to see that one first. I feel like I'd see this one, but I'd look over at this one. Because mm. there's a little more going on on the whatever the fuck. Right. Is it where? See, this one looks more like it's a. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, a, a manufactured, like largely. A why, why is the brain yeah, just like? It's not failing. as. It's not as unique. And because this little... one doesn't seem as unique to me, I'm gonna be like, okay, well no. that one's like you know there there's a bajillion bottles of these. This one may not be manufactured as much, so I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna try this one that. I like the way you said it though, as a consumer looking at the black one. Yeah. Because I see that, and all I want is a chalk marker. And customize my label first. Right, I just want to draw on it. Bringing everybody over or giving it as a gift or whatever, I could customize oh, yeah. that label. Oh, yeah, as a see, consumer, there's, that. there's something to be said for that. That's a good point. And as a winemaker, signing a bottle with a silver sharpie on a black label. Oh, they love oh, See, they're, oh. Yeah. Well, so and that, they leave the that. space for that. If they, they do, yes. Yeah, if that's what you yeah. decide, you know, if that's what they decide to do. But if they don't, and this is just sitting out, I feel like. It depends on the type of consumer because there are yeah. the people that are going to see this and be drawn to this because they're like, well, what's what else is? It makes you more curious, not? exactly. It like it's curious. like, well, so you know, whereas that one, it still invokes a level of curious because it's different. Yeah, it's still different. It's so small. Like there's more going on, and I feel like that one is going to draw the average person a little more from a marketing standpoint because there's a little bit more happening, and they're going to look at that one. They're both unique as fuck. I feel like people will go to this one more so. <laughs> Actually, out of all three of them, I think people will go to this one more. The uh, what's it called? yeah, that one because. There's a lot happening in a very small space. I it think can be that. taken yeah. a little more seriously. And People don't often think yeah, about the jovial nature. We kind of have three different modes of I can't how to label. We have whimsical in the case of the uh, crazy creatures. Mm -hmm. We have appealing to the mass market, uh, which the uh, Braganini. Professional, mm -hmm. I would even say. Professional. But and then we have the sort of 
cutting-edge, dark, but it's nihilist There's label. So none of these I can the, even uh, put into a normal category. Like, none of these are average at all. They're all advertising to what I can only assume is a very specific market. And as long as it works for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what are they? What are each of them price point? Because I feel like price point is also yes. like what does, so what kind of market are they? I have no idea on the price of the, well, actually, give me a second. Uh, so the Bregandini, as I said, is $19.99. Okay. Which is the middle, right? Yeah. Okay. The Zusa is 20 Okay. That's, so that's the black one, right? Yes. Significantly more expensive. Oh, no, it's significantly <laughs> so much. I want cent! And, uh, I crazy creatures. Which one is that? That's uh, the, uh, like, it's the fun one. I don't... I Narrow don't it down from though. The yeah. crazy creatures are growing your vet leaner. Like, I... Or, but there's multiple. Uh, uh and that's the creme stall... Wait, wait, what do you mean? What... Chromestall. There we go. Chromestall. Okay. Wait, what? Multiple of black. for the price. Yeah. Uh, so ranges online from fifteen ninety nine to twenty one. So all three of these are more or less the same price point. Yeah, they are. So huh. it just depends on the type of person. Yeah, it depends on the yeah. person. So they're not, I mean, they all would have their own specific market if you're only advertising for a certain type of person, or they just went with what they feel works for them on a personal level. Now, also, it's the same price point. I'd go with this one. Yeah, if I were to... If, ah! if, if, I, I can still... Don't drop things! Don't, don't break stuff. No breaking wine bottles. You have to try. You haven't done it since I've been around. Don't break them! <laughs> Dexterity check. I also have this Gruner Vetliner, also Austria, uh, from Wink, uh, oh, formerly Wink uh, Club W. Okay. Uh, same price. Well, this is $15.99. Oh, that label sucks. Now, no, I'm, I'm uh, just okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not as unique. However, mm. I feel like I get, cause there's something about the eagle on there. Because I feel like that has something to do with Something. Can I, I feel get, like that's Austrian. Can I throw my actual personal opinion out there? Yeah. If I was out shopping on my way home from work and she had called me and said, get a Grim and Veltliner, and I saw all four of these sitting there, I would think get the, the Crazy Creatures is the one that I would buy specifically with her in mind. Boyfriend to girlfriend. Middle bottle is pretentious. Third bottle is half-assed. This is the one I would buy for myself. Okay. All right. Now, Fair enough. Somewhere in my stash, I have a seventy-five dollar Gruner Veltliner. Oh shit! Oh, shit. Uh, from the start off. Oh. This label really appeals uh, to me. There you go. See, and that I know that, that label has does nothing. I was. It has. I have zero appeal for this. But that. I mean, I would assume from your background, we, anyways. Exactly. I don't we've come, know. Sorry. We've all come from different places. I don't yes, know why so. I said seventy-five. Uh, this is thirty-nine. Ugh! Lies. It's still double the price of any of the others. It's still double the price of these others. Okay, yeah. so, and I love... I Okay, so <laughs> this is obviously wildly different from any other label. Like, this just... Because this... That one looks like... This a, bottle, I would pick up to read the back immediately. Like, that's what that kind of label... As, again, as a consumer, this type of label would make me... Well, that and it's a 2016, so that's... Okay. I, for some reason, I feel like... But it is the same age as these others. And but... Oh, are all the rest of them the same year? Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm I think sorry. so, yeah. yeah. Well, but this one actually says it out front. These ones don't so much. 
So vintage is obviously a big deal for people who might know anything. Now, I don't know, to me this, this, well, this speaks some Jesus shit a little too much for me. <laughs> it's not a Jesus, it's a... It's, uh, it, it's a, uh, I'm just saying. It's a bishop. Thank you. I was a, for a, me, a, personally, I would shy from that so fast. And but I see, would this have is nothing with the to consumer. It depends on the consumer and the yeah, person I, who's particularly uh, shopping. I this is... I wouldn't necessarily I grab that bottle to purchase, but I would things. pick it up to read the back of it. I, and I wouldn't... Uh, or to I read, the, dis- or to read the, d- the description. And I wouldn't be drawn to it I can all. enunciate my words out. I would well not done. give that one a second thought. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I think from people that have no background in it or I don't know for me personally but here's the thing also Spargod is again a very in the know thing for Gruno Veltliner because this is a certain region it's a certain style Uh, they tend to age a little bit better from what I read also um, for the nerds like myself Smargod comes from the same linguistic root that Tolkien used for smog. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah, it is. So for all these reasons, for, for, yes. for a geeky wine person if they who knows it. their thing, okay. they see a, a Smargod, they're like, ah, oh, yes, Smargod, oh my god, I've been looking for this. Yes, okay. and we can see that, but for someone who has left Christianity, I see a label with a fucking pope on it. Yep. I not pope. move right along. Yep. It's not a pope. Don't give a shit. They're in a fancy hat. Don't yep. care. <laughs> a same yeah. amount of master. He's a patron saint of brewers and don't winemakers. We don't know don't that, really though. Don't really give a shit. Well, don't fuck care. you. <laughs> oh, it we just touched like on some touchy like shit. I'm going to move along. <laughs> it's like, it looks religious. So if you're somebody who's very against that, inherently against religion, inherently, you're going to look gonna past walk it. Away this from is true. Yeah. I would walk away from that. I wouldn't even pull that one down. I'd be like, oh, that's some... No, thanks. I'm good. I'm going to go look at... This empty fucking black label. I'm as empty at... as your soul. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna look at this oh, God, thin fucking label. label. See, I'm fine with this one. I hate that label. I, I don't know what it is. Like, I just, I am so okay. I would look over it's... that bottle so fast. However, I, I just, I think, I feel like if it was placed in the right spot, if this I is see. with other white wines, I feel like you would look at it because it's different from others that you're gonna see. See, but to me, I don't know if it's like the color scheme, perhaps. Well, the color scheme's boring. Maybe the color scheme is what's like throwing me off because no, it is. I it's would, boring. I wouldn't look at that in a stack of wines. I wouldn't. I would look right the fuck over that bottle I wanna of put it in between yeah, a I wouldn't, that wine. I feel like I would wouldn't even, that's what I'm saying. Like if I, that, yeah. Well, no, you can put it between but, these ones because these are all unique. Yeah. If you put them in a bunch of like, if you okay, say all you're say you walk into a shop that's you know you're in the white wine section, like a total wine, like I mean, I, what are we or thinking? Or whatever. Like I'm just saying in general, like a wine shop of some sort, because total wine's huge, yeah. and they section off differently. But say you're there, you would be looking at like twenty different Gruner Veliners on total wine. Yeah, and you could be, but because there are these if. Though, mind you, only theoretically, uh, even though Total Wine does have Smart God, you would be seeing these two. Yes. And these two would probably be in, like, the other American white wines section. Oh, that's yeah, right, also those true. Those aren't. Because those aren't. Yeah. But, okay, but still, if I were in the American white wine section, like, genuine, and again, this is just me personally, everybody's different, that I wouldn't even think twice about that, line, that wine. I, I wouldn't. I, I, just, I would look at it and say, nope. And I would go over to the, the all black label. 
I, I don't know why they just and then, yeah it doesn't it has zero appeal to me and this is the problem I think of uh, uh, for the record uh, I'm looking for an investor for this idea if you're interested <laughs> hit, hit us up yo 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 um, yo what I would do in a bottle shop if I owned a bottle shop is I would not arrange by region. Oh. I would arrange by varietal. Ooh. See, I love So that. you would have actually all four of these. Next to each other. Next to each other. Yes. And so, you know, you'd be basically forced, partly one reason is that you'd be forced to expand your own knowledge of different grapes. Reason number two is so that way I can laugh at the people who are like, I hate Chardonnay, but I love Chablis. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. It's Chablis is made from Chardonnay. You're it's asshole. the same thing. And reason number three is that it will allow regions that most people don't associate with wine, like Georgia and Michigan, yeah. to stand with where this grape is the king. Yeah. Austria. And, you know, so many places have, like, the other American white wine section or the, the Arizona section or the local wine section. Yeah. Like, they're fucking kiddos. And granted, some of those wines are going to be bad, but I feel like they should be able to stand on their own merits. And if they're off in a little kitty corner, in an out-of-way corner of the bottle shop, no one's going to look. No one's going to see them. No one's going to... Harry's kind of chuckling over there. They're the kitty table at Thanksgiving. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. We just tasted these two, and they're different from this Austrian one, but they're equally as good, mm -hmm. just yeah. serving different positions. Yes. And I think that's a very important point to make, that if people know Gruner Veltliner, they're going to be like, oh, Austrian. Yes, Austria is the king of Gruner Valley, and it's the two, one of two things I know about this grape. Again! <laughs> it's not the only place that makes it. You know, because... Let alone the only place that makes it worth drinking. Yeah, people are going to assume that, versus if you see these, by the way, in a group, you'll be like, Oh, wait, Michigan makes Gruner Veltliner? Georgia makes Gruner Veltliner? California makes Gruner Veltliner? You know what? I'm going to, I think I'm going to throw a tasting party. I'm going to taste all these side by side with a bunch of friends mm -hmm. and have hors d'oeuvres and fucking get shit-faced and learn some things and try some new things side by side. And I think that that model would allow consumers to learn more about wine in ways that they otherwise might not consider. And in a way that's less intimidating, like, I can't look up on all the books and online, I don't know the first thing, and oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And also, because the way they're on, you could literally still do the, oh, that one has a pretty label, I'm gonna choose that one based on the label. So there's multiple different ways that that setting would work. Mm -hmm. And if anyone fucking steals this idea of mine, I will hunt you down and murder you. Yes. And on that note, speaking of hunting down and murdering, Make America grape again! <laughs> Yay! I don't have any wine left. Where did my wine glass go? Oh, thank you. We're gonna fix that. Oh, here. yay! Okay. Because you can't cheers without something in your glass. It's true, you cannot. It's not right. You can't. Thank you, sir. I just grabbed the number two here for my favorite. everyone else. Hey, I was gonna say, I enjoyed the, the number two. Doesn't need to be paired with anything, in my personal opinion. I've still got number three. No, that's the Alberino. Uh oh. <gasps> dun dun oh. dun! Oh, so anyway, make America great again. Yes. Yeah. I got this. I got this. Got you all. What happens if you get it more than once? Do you get extra good luck? Do you only go seven years of great sex? Yes! <laughs>
That'd be nice. <laughs> Quick, everybody cheers me a third and fourth time. <laughs> this was an episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast, sponsored, produced, and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona wine monk. You can reach us at makeamericagrapepodcast at gmail.com on Instagram at, at the AZ Wine Monk, or on Twitter at CV Burkett. Be sure to also check out our website, MakeAmericaGrapeAgainPodcast.com. I'm Gary. You can find me on Instagram at Greater Than Wines, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Greater Than Wines, and by email at Greater Than Wines at gmail.com. Okay, we're done.